Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to or what Amanda's posting uh, most recently. My name is Stacy, and with me is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Hello. You know, uh... Mid-vape is the best time to ask you a question. I always think it's the perfect time because it it requires (laughs) me to choke down whatever I was breathing at the moment. (laughs) Uh, So what's going on? What have you been uh, playing? How have you been? All of these things in any order you'd like to answer them. Listen, I've been good. We've had some lively discussions on Instagram today about um, whether or not cartoon style graphics are a cop-out from designers oh i saw that question i mean i know that i know that i am uh involved in the retro rebel uh instagram (laughs) feed to some degree uh but uh i you know i i didn't actually engage in that one yet because i just saw it and then i got busy but i was like that one's gonna cause a, a discussion at the very least Oh, it definitely has. So uh, for anyone who doesn't follow us on Instagram or Facebook, we have a series called Unpopular Opinion. It's usually where me or Stacy say something that maybe the vast majority of people probably wouldn't agree with, um, and, we, and we like to get people's opinions on it. Um, this is my unpopular opinion, and it is that using cartoon art style is a game graphic cop-out. And the comments are pretty lively. We've got, um, and, and we've been going back and forth, and I won't read the whole thing out, but we've got uh, at Ima Strasko, who says, Disagree. Have you seen Cuphead? Fair. And I said... Well, it's a cool game, but I don't think it would take as long to animate as something like Red Dead Redemption 2. And then he informed me that it was actually drawn by hand, which I did not know. Well played. Yeah, I, I didn't I couldn't remember if that were the case. I mean, it looks like a retro cartoon if you've ever played Cuphead and I have and it's a great game. One will probably discuss at some point later in this episode, actually, but. Uh, <laughs> he says it's ridiculously hard. He loves it, but he hates it. I said that you've railed before about how hard yeah. it is. <laughs> I do love. I love it. I love to hate it. It is one of those games, uh, and and I think the biggest, you know, now that we're on a very brief discussion about it, it's one of those games that um, is so challenging, but it's also such an abbreviated experience each time that you might die. That it's not a huge deterrent, I guess. Dying, you, you know, you've invested maybe 8 to 11 seconds in this game every time you die sometimes. And so it's like, it's not like I've, I've spent so much time that I can't, that I feel uh, defeated emotionally once I die. You know, it was like 5 seconds I got killed. Okay, I'm, I'm figuring out the pattern. 5 seconds wasn't so long that, you know, I can try that again a bunch of times, you know. So anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm right, right there with him. 
so that that was one obviously i don't know if it was hand drawn and like illustrated as opposed to animated which is a little different um so that that would be interesting to confirm but he seems very passionate about it so i'm gonna trust him and not bother googling it myself i'm gonna believe this commenter on the internet and you have my full and complete face, sir. <laughs> the second person that um, that commented about it said, disagree as well. This is uh, at one stage at a time. And he said, Hollow Knight is a gorgeous and the atmosphere is amazing. Like anything, it's a mix of style and substance, gameplay and graphics. To which I was like, I've literally never even heard of that game. I'm going to have to Shovel Knight? He says that it's one of... Yeah. No, oh, Hollow, Hollow Knight. Knight. He said it's it's one of the tightest Metroidvania platformers out that is, there. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Hollow Knight. I've never played Hollow Knight. Have I, you ha- I it? have very briefly, and it's one that I want to revisit. Um, I didn't even bring it up on the on the uh, episode or on when I played it because I think it was so brief. It was like I got this game. I'm going to play it later. Um, but yeah, I, it is a gr- it is a good game. I, uh, it's, it's one, it's kind of like Ori and the, and the Wisp in that, uh, you know, it is a Metroidvania platformer. It's got a story in it. So it's maybe more of a story than even Metroid or Castlevania. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it is, I agree. It's a, it's a beautiful game. So I, you know, to the unpopular opinion, I think as, as I, as only I can do is complicate something that's not this complicated. Uh, <laughs> or or that is complicated, but just make it even more so. I agree with you that it is a cop out many times, but I think sometimes that's because it's cheaper. You know, it's cheaper to go cell shaded, or that route. It's easier to make a big open world like Breath of the Wild in that cell shaded, uh, graphic style, um, because you know it it is a little bit. It's a little bit cheaper. Takes up less space. Doesn't take necessarily as long now if you're hand drawing it like cuphead i you know that's completely different uh, i think that that's uh that's yeah noteworthy. i think there are some like exceptions for to sure. the rule but my experience in at least making advertisements for television yeah. tells me that the more detailed the more expensive it is so Absolutely. if you're animating flies next to a horse's butt in red dead redemption 2 like someone had to sit there and like map that map the movements animate everything make its little bloody wings and everything you right. know like this is drastically more expensive right. to make and therefore it is in a lot of ways better <laughs> i realize that that's a that's a character judgment right. um, i don't even enjoy red dead redemption 2 but i would say that graphically it is not a cop out in any way shape no, or form no, like they no. really tried to do the graphics thing they did I think The Last of Us 2 belongs in that discussion. But I will definitely accept both of these people's uh, exceptions to the rules. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad we're getting some interaction. My unpopular opinion. Yeah, me too. And the reason why I brought it up is because I haven't played any games. Oh, yeah. I'm really sorry. (laughs) Fair enough. I thought you might forgive me if I at least brought something to the table. I have been doing gaming stuff. Oh, it's absolutely. It's just been on the internets, on the social meets. Yeah. No, that's fine. And and if you had been playing something, it was probably Call of Duty at this point anyway. So. It's going to be Call of Duty tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, Fair sorry. <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm trying to, to, to 
not speed through, but uh, in, increase the the rapidity of my playthrough through uh, Last of Us. So I've been playing The Last of Us two still. Yeah, you gotta stop scavenging so much. I, I got you to. just gotta well, abandon I've, I've been, that scavenging. So bent. I looked. I watched a let's play, um, of of The Last of Us, and it's it's a. I haven't watched the whole thing, obviously. I only watched up to where I am. To see like what I've missed, to see if there's anything, uh, and I've skipped a lot of it. I skipped a lot of it, so I didn't see everything I've missed. I did see uh, I missed uh, one or two safes at this point, uh, and I didn't realize, and probably because that's the way I play this game, I try not to break glass unless I know I'm absolutely alone on the map. But what I found out from watching a few videos that were not spoilers, spoilery at all, really. They just kind of told you some things that you maybe don't learn in the game. You have to figure out for yourself. That you can, as long as there isn't an enemy within earshot, and or you can't see them, the sound that they're making or whatever, they're basically off the map, I can break a window and they won't hear me. And you can break, like, all the glass. Right. You can break glass all over the place. And so there are so many opportunities to pick up resources, even more scavenging I can do. Uh, as I go up to a vending machine and break the glass and I can get health items, I can go to the car windows and break the glass. This is not helping you beat this game any faster. Now you've just taught yourself how to be a more annoying, slow, scavengy player. This is true. This is also why no one's watching me Let's Play. But Run it and is gun. Helping. <laughs> but what I found, I guess, is that uh, and this is, was most reassuring to me. Where this player is in terms of hours into the game and this Let's Play is about where I am in my time spent playing the game, if that makes sense. So it's like if I was nine and a half hours into playing the game when they were at this point in the game, they may be at nine hours and 15 minutes or nine hours or something like that. Nine hours, 15 minutes, I think. I think I'm like 15 minutes off of their pace in the walkthrough. So... Not bad. I mean, like, I felt like I was going slow, but but honestly, uh, the way that the enemies work in that game, they don't really allow you to rest on your laurels. You have to move. Unless you're playing on the easiest difficulty or you've got it set up to where the enemies can't see you when you're in the prone position in the foliage, well, then you, because that is something you can do, you can set it up to where if you're laying flat in the grass, they can't see you at all unless they step on you. Um then uh, then you you have to keep moving because they will circle around you. They'll flank you. They change their patterns and their routes. And so if they see you or if you alert them. They change them, their weapons. I think that's quite cool. Yes, they do. They change their weapons to be silent. You know, if they if they need to or if they're if they're in a close combat area, they'll pull out their melee weapon or whatever. And so um, but uh and, and 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 just more to the to the the point of this game, I'm halfway through it, so I'm halfway through the game, or a little bit past halfway, um, and that's from only getting to play it once since last time we spoke. So I played it a lot, uh, as much as I could, and and got through um, a big section, a couple big sections in the game uh, to get where I am. And so I still haven't gotten to, uh, I guess, one of the big. Other big twists in the game, but I'm getting to that point. Uh, I'm, there are a lot of things leading up to it, and and I think this is one of the things that you that you miss out on so much when you don't get to play it is finding the letters and the notes and and piecing together that story, knowing that if I get this note in this building and I go and I and they label what building they're supposed to be hiding in, then you know, okay, this person is is right here. This is their skeleton. 
you go to that other building and that person's skeleton is in that building and you know that they were waiting for each other and something happened and then the whole plan fell apart and and ultimately the story that to get them to that point i mean so there are b plots and c plots of other stories that are going on that if you're really interested in in a lore in a game which i know you are in other games as well so uh, you know, this is this is kind of like reading the books in Warcraft or Skyrim, you know, or or whatever else, where it's telling you more about what's happening in the world around you. It's not necessary. I could completely play this game and just get through and vengeance be my name as I'm going through and killing everyone. Um, which man, if you've if you haven't played this game, you know, I highly, regardless of anything else, it's a beautiful game. I highly recommend it in, in 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 terms of gameplay, the 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 graphics. I've seen side by sides of pictures of Seattle, of actual places in Seattle, and then the in-game locations covered in vines and and plants. I swear to God, when I turned it on this morning, it was a picture. It was just like an a over-the-shoulder view of kind of the back of Ellie's head while you're in, while you're crouched. And I was, and, and you could see maybe the bottom half of a, of, of, of a, of a bedroom basically. So I was crouched behind a kitchen counter and I could see like the bed off in the corner in this studio apartment. It looked like a movie. It looked exactly like a movie, like the, or like a, the live feed into someone's room. That's how realistic it looks Crazy. if you're just looking, glancing at it. It looked like a live feed into somebody's room where the lights are off and the, the bed's disheveled and you see stuff all over the floor or whatever and a TV off in the background. It's just, it's just one of the most beautiful games. Uh, you know, I would say it rivals anything that Rockstar has done in terms of just the looks. It is every bit as good as anything in Red Dead Redemption in terms of the detail, the, the attention to detail. Um, you know, so I have to say that the from behind assassination animation, in my opinion, takes way too long. Like, well, you can if speed you it up. to be a you stealth killer and stealth kill everybody, that thing takes forever. You you speed. That's one of the things that you can put skill points in. Is that is the uh, stealth kill, and you cut that in half. Um, basically, instead of you <laughs> bleeding them out. As it seems like you're doing, just waiting until they completely bleed out. Um, spoiler alert, maybe minor. Uh, when you upgrade that particular skill, you basically slit their throat and then stab them in the throat. So you you slit it and then you roll them over and then you stab them and then and that takes half the time. You're being efficient, is what I'm saying with your stealth kill. We're, no more of this choke them, threaten to shoot them in the head with a you know, with your with your 1911 and and your Sprite uh, silencer. No, no, it's it's just go ahead and just go straight to the switchblade, cut their throat and stab them in in the voice box so they can't yell. I mean, duh. I think that's even the one that I've seen, and I think that one even takes too long. If you think of how quickly in other games you can stealth kill, like it's still a long time every single animation, and the animation right. is pretty much the same every time. So I wonder how long the animation actually is. Two, three seconds is long. I don't know. I, 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 I'm still cool with it in terms of the length and the time it takes. I think it's because there are so many other animations that, that they've built into it 
like you can you can be aiming, and this is something I haven't seen. I don't know if I've it's in very many games at all, if any. How many games are there where you can be aiming and dodging at the same time? Where I can aim and dodge. So like you're in the close up view. I exactly. Well, in this game you can. And when you do that, when you aim and dodge, uh, and then maybe even switch weapons, it actually changes the animation as to how you end up using that particular weapon, especially with your melee weapons and the different melee weapons that you have. There are multiple animations for each one of those weapons, multiple animations for each situation. Say you go to attack, you get shot, and you still go to attack. That's a different animation than if you go to attack with your melee weapon and you don't get shot. You know, and so there's like maybe eight different animations for each one of your melee weapons. That's crazy, right? And and so that's probably an exaggeration, but it's there does are it multiple add to your enjoyment of the game, though? I think it, it does to me because it's everything seems to be much more fluid and realistic. Uh, which I'm not. I'm not one that's for absolute realism in games. In fact, I'm, sometimes I think it can be too realistic. Um, I, you know, the, the content in this game, I think is still fantastical enough that there's a disconnect, but the looking at the game, if you get to, cause you can do this in the game too. And I, I, I found this out again later watching one of those videos. That's not spoilery. You can actually slow down, uh, like, like slow-mo when you're aiming and when you do a, a melee kill, you can slow-mo all that stuff. Um, I don't, I don't do that, but, um, I started looking at Ellie's face when she does these kills, when she does these uh, these stealth kills. Her face is is so angry and evil. Um, the look on her face is of complete disdain and disregard for their human lives. I can't wait to actually discuss this game when I'm finished with it. Because I have so many thoughts just up to this point on on how I feel about. It. I mean, I love the game. I I think the game is is wonderful so far. Uh, everything that's happened so far in the game. This is one of this is in my top ten favorite games of all time as of right now. I don't know where it will be once I finished it, um, but it is up there with you know the Mass Effects and those other games. So yeah, I'm looking forward to to continue. But anyway, so I'm a little over halfway, uh, and um, you know, I, my plan is hopefully, and I know I said this last time, I knew I would be farther. I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend to say that I'll be done with this game by next episode. But I do want to say that I want to see the light at the end of the tunnel. By the end, by next uh, episode, I, I, my goal is to be on the, on, the, on the doorstep of finishing the game. So at least I want to be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. That's the goal. You heard it here first, folks. I know. I'd like to wrap it up at least a month after the game was released. I'd like to be able to say I finished the game. So It'll be close. It'll be close. So, anyway, that's uh, been playing The Last of Us 2. That's probably what I'll be playing next week. So, Well, that brings us to our second segment, which is news. And it looks like we've got a lot of news today. Or I do. I've got three pieces of news. And I mean, like I've got two or three. Oh, I've got two. Okay. I've got two. I've got two. Well, since you've you got go two, yeah, got I'll three. go ahead. I'll go ahead with the first one. Um, I sent this to you, I think, yesterday um, about Microsoft blocking publishers from upcharging for Xbox Series X upgrades. So, 
for amen yeah this is a big i think this is a really big deal uh microsoft preventing publishers from being able to charge more money for people who are upgrading their games from one from xbox um xbox one to xbox series x so uh the the visual upgrades and all that that's that is going to be uh built into the price of the game and so they're you know i think that's a huge deal and in a in a um olive branch is probably not necessarily the right uh, the right analogy there but it's definitely in good faith i think to the consumer what do you think yeah no, I think that's right, especially if you're somebody who bought some of these titles early, like if you've pre-ordered um, Cyberpunk 2077 or like some of the other games, there's going to be literally no point for you to get those games in advance if you're going to have to buy another version for the brand new console. Right. And Xbox has already said they're really not interested in making money off of consoles, and I don't think they're interested in shafting people who purchase the new console either especially because they're backwards compatible so it doesn't make any sense why you would be charging someone to have the graphical upgrade when they've purchased a console for that purpose right yeah i don't you know and sometimes i i feel like the the game industry they do so many things there are so many things that are done in this industry and in this field that are done right uh like for the people I guess in a way there are a lot of things that are done wrong. And I think it's because you still have that, the, uh, the man element, uh, you know, the, 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 the corporate element in there as well. But, uh, so this is one of those things where I think they're trying to do the right thing, the best thing for everybody. Goodwill, you know, if, if you will. So I think that's cool. I think that's really good. Yeah, I think it's good. So what about you? What's your, what's, what's one of so, your pieces? I've I've got some news on the same tangent. So this is more UK based, but uh, essentially there's a, a news article that came out. And I just thought it was quite amusing um, saying that there's possibility that every adult in the UK could get a free Xbox Series X or PS5. And that's a bit sensational of a headline. <laughs> but um, what it actually means is the the UK government is discussing a 500 pound stimulus package for um, every UK citizen, and um, that 500 pounds obviously would be enough money to purchase uh, either an Xbox Series X or PS5 at their rumored prices. They're still not confirmed prices, but they're rumored prices. Um, and because uh, economic stimulus packages are supposed to reboot the economy, it makes sense to spend right. it on on something like a game console in fact that's what they're encouraging you to do so hopefully they do give out the money because i'm really wondering how i can rationalize spending actual savings on on an xbox i don't think i can really rationalize that i usually have purchased game consoles with like fun money in the past you know just dis disposable <laughs> income not yeah. savings um, which, you know, the economic situation being what it is and, and recent changes in my career means that that's not really an option for me right now. So, like, please, UK government, give me 500 pounds. I would like an Xbox Series X, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said it with, with uh, almost disgust in myself uh, to my son the other day. I was like, yeah, we'll probably have both of them. Um We'll probably have both of them, and it's just like I can't help myself, and I will probably purchase both of them. Not at launch, for sure. I won't have them at launch, 
But um, see, I need to purchase a 4K or an 8K TV because I'm still mm-hmm. HDMI. So I actually need to upgrade my TV before I worry about upgrading my console because oh, yeah. my graphical capability is so far behind right now that I won't actually really see the benefit. So I need to get a TV right. first before that. Oh yeah, and 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 really and truly, um, I need I need to think about a few other things. Uh, everything from my own uh, my my uh, cable or internet, you know, all of those things I need to be thinking about because uh, trying to cut the cord to cable and trying to figure out how that works. Because if you do that, you got to have smart TVs. That means I've got to upgrade any of the other monitors or TVs that I've got that I'm using and to something that's smart or smart compatible or at least has USBs and HDMIs, you know, that I can plug in a Roku or, a, you know, something. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% Wait, with you. Wait, how, so. how would you not be able to cut the cord and just, couldn't you just use the Xbox apps in order to do You can, but Netflix, I can only do Amazon, that. Amazon, ESPN. I can only do that on whatever. the TV it's connected to. So... No, nah, because know. when you buy the new consoles, you're going to have two old devices that you can use for that. Well, the Xbox One doesn't... The Xbox One works, so that would be like what my son could use. My daughter doesn't have anything in her room, so I would have to have at least a Roku or some stick that, that she can use that's, that's uh, Wi-Fi, that makes her television Wi-Fi, because it's not a smart TV. My bedroom TV is that way, uh, and then we've got a living room TV that's probably the oldest one in the house, and it's it just has HDMI. I think it's got two or three HDMI outlets, and so and it's connected to the PlayStation 3, which has Netflix on it, and it's got the Xbox, uh, Xbox One, Xbox... What is the no three sixty? Because if Man, you I buy if you buy a series if you buy a Series X, how many TVs do you have? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so you're just you just need a stick for one of them, because you've got you've got a PS5, an Xbox Series X. You put those on your dominant TVs. Then right. you've got an Xbox One and a PS4. Put those on your secondary TVs. Then get one Chrome stick or Fire right. Stick and job done. Yeah, that's probably what we'll have to do. It's just having um, the problem is is wherever you put I've never had cable consoles. in my life. Oh, I, I don't want it. It's that's not up to me. It's not I don't I could care less. Everything I watch is either on YouTube or one of the streaming services. I don't want I don't even turn on my TV unless it's to watch Peppa Pig for my daughter, you know. My wife on the other hand will watch, you know, the or I take it back. I I'll, sports events I watch on TV. But anything I I love UFC, I can watch that through the ESPN uh App. Yeah, but Amazon has a lot of uh, sport now that they've got licenses yeah. to stream to, which is I, quite surprising. I, I, I know, I know. Amazon is Amazon still. I'm just I rebel against things. Is it by football? Nature. You can get the NFL package. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, and that's something that you might do. And then, but then you also have college football. See, I actually probably like college football more than the other. Um, and that's on three or four different networks. Uh, and so, and, and you normally get those through some of those streaming services, especially if you had something like Roku or, or, uh, um, uh, there's like 10 now. So, uh, there's no shortage of being able to watch regular TV. You can do YouTube TV, which I've done for a couple months just to see what it was like, you know? And so, 
There are packages. AT&T's just come out with one. I know we're digressing, but ultimately I will do all of those things. Uh, it's just finding which one's best for me and how I how I'm just I loving like that you have the most first world problem ever of having oh my too gosh, many yeah. TVs. <laughs> it, 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 well, and it, yeah, no, it, it's definitely a first world. In case TV. anyone's wondering, I have one TV and it's old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, yes. It's uh, big, though. Well, I don't, I don't, I, yeah. Our TVs are, are older, but they're nice. They're flat screens. I want, I truly want for nothing. I'm blessed. Yeah, no, my mine's I don't know maybe four or five years old. It's a flat screen, but it's like a thicker flat screen, and it's only 1080p, like yeah. HD. That's that's it. But it is 55 inches, so your mama says what? <laughs> that's good. Um, but I do need to get I need to get a, a 4K or eight. I'll probably go straight to the 8K because why would I stop in the middle? Then I don't have to buy a TV for a long time. <laughs> right, and none of that. In the 4K, 8K. It looks really good in the in the showroom floor. You know, I don't know that I do or watch much. That's that would benefit from that. You know. At least not at this point. It's but. just games, really. I don't think my internet is fast enough to actually stream in 8K, though. Well, I think... I don't know whose is, unless you have, like, a... You know, a, a corporate-level, business-level uh, internet connection, you know? And you're the only one that's receiving the signal. So, anyway. Um, so... Uh, my next, uh, I, I'm going to link this article or one of the articles uh, in our in our write-up. But um, there are a number of of actor actors and uh, uh, musicians actually, and and just people who are playing the game, who are actually playing real-world songs in the game The Last of Us. So I sent you a link of from uh, Mark Hoppus from uh, Blink 182 that played "Damn It." in in game and he sang the song he sang the lyrics to it as well uh but there are a lot of people there there are people playing you know hosier songs and and uh and there are a couple instances in game where you can just play the guitar and uh and it's definitely not as seamless as playing a guitar yourself uh it's it's a little more clunky than that but you can play actual songs in game and so i thought that was just really cool how people are taking a game as as they tend to do in an art form and kind of making it their own uh in a lot of different ways so i'll post a link so you can see some of those different songs people are playing um in the last of us so yeah pretty cool pretty cool what people are doing in a positive way yeah that's super cool um, all right, so my last piece of news. Unfortunately, it's not a happy one. I probably should have started with this one, then we could have ended on a high note. But what can you do? Uh, <laughs> I've got so one more. Last so. week we were talking about. Okay, okay. So hopefully yours is happy. Uh, so last week uh, we were talking about how the proportion of gaming adults in the UK who actually purchase random item rewards aka loot boxes is actually really small it's like four percent so it's it's a tiny amount of the gaming population that actually purchase them however um that doesn't mean that those tiny quantity of people are not affected in massive ways so yet another his story has come out about a teenager 
who in this case started to purchase loot boxes after his mom got diagnosed with cancer and it became an addiction and he has subsequently spent his entire college savings on buying loot boxes in FIFA so like three grand obviously college is much 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 cheaper over here than it is in the US I think it's nine grand a year um, if I remember really? correctly and that's for a, a full university degree yeah it's, it's way cheaper it used to be free um, so I would say many people would argue that it's not as cheap as it should be, um, but I think it, it's currently nine grand a year. So it's it's really for you can get a master's for nine grand a year. Um, I it's on my list of things to do. I would I would love to get a master's just for why not? You know I'm good at taking tests. I could go back to school. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Um, so it's it's quite sad. He spent his college savings buying these loot boxes. He's he you know he doesn't know how he's going to be able to stop. So. It's good that the House of Lords um, is looking very, very heavily into this now. And we're expecting to get some regulations on it pretty soon. So watch out, FIFA and everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's this is this is a little more positive, maybe uh, at the very least. It's it's uh, I would say neutral. Um. And Polygon reported that Epic Games uh, has just had a minority uh, share purchased by Sony. So Sony just purchased a minority share in Epic Games for $250 million. Um, this was reported like within the last 30 wow. minutes. Yeah. And uh, so I just saw that as I was logging in. And, and um, the implications for that could be huge. I, I don't. I, I mean, I, to speculate, I, I don't know necessarily uh, with it just being a minority share, but still, uh, Epic Games having their own game store uh, and also being the publisher and developer for Fortnite. Uh, so, I mean, one of the, one of the if not the biggest game at, at one point or another in the last uh, three or four years, uh, up right up there with Minecraft, you know, in terms of not only content, but sales and and player involvement so um it's definitely a story to watch definitely something to to keep your eyes on um but i'm interested to see how that develops because i know sony is uh or has been more supportive of uh you know cross-platform play and things like that i'm just wondering how they may integrate all of this together uh the the two these two big big names in gaming so who knows Something to watch, though. Oh, my goodness. So much going on at the Bishop House. Yeah, I'm looking to see how many players they actually have. Because um, I was like, oh, are they, like, the biggest? But no, actually, you probably wouldn't believe what the largest number of monthly players on any game is as of January 2020. Just oh, guess. I bet you. I bet you won't even guess. Uh, it's Crossfire. It's two million. Crossfire, two hundred and forty million players a oh, month. Oh wow! I had no idea. Yeah. Um. Then I'm gonna ignore Player Unknown Battlegrounds, which is saying it has two hundred twenty-seven million, but that's from twenty eighteen. I'm also gonna ignore the next one, that's from twenty seventeen. So June twenty twenty, Roblox. 158 million people playing Roblox. Oh, wow. 
I'm going to ignore Pokemon Go because that date is from 2018. May 2020, 126 million people playing Minecraft. Wow. Still. 115 people, million people playing League of Legends. Wow. Uh, I'm going to skip until we get more recent. 80 million people playing Mini World. Never bloody heard of that in my life. Nope. 80 million people playing Mobile Legends Bang Bang. And then... 78.3 million people playing Fortnite. And that's data from 2018 when it was like in its heyday. So I imagine it's less now. Yeah. Apex Legends as of May 2020, 75.1 million. So that's the competitor for Fortnite. And then bizarrely, Call of Duty Warzone, only 50 million. And that's as April 2020. So that's current. Only yeah. 50 million. Compare that to the number one, which has 240 million. I've never even heard of Crossfire. Yeah, yeah I don't Online think I Online tactical first-person shooter for Microsoft Windows. I wonder if that's the one that's attached to the military. It was released 2007. Crossfire. Oh, it's really popular in Asia. Ah. It's grossed $10 billion in lifetime revenue. Wow. That's crazy. That's got to be more than World of Warcraft. I wonder how much money World of Warcraft has made. Sorry, I'm like really, really digressing. Right well, there's now. no way. I mean, I bet you. Sorry. No, that there's uh, there's no way that's more than Warcraft in terms of gross. But I'm sure that they've made they've netted more than World of Warcraft. I mean, the overhead for World of Warcraft, I'm sure, is relatively high. Uh, as many servers and manpower and man hours needed to to continue to keep that thing up and running 24 hours a day, 7 days a week and continue to put out new content like major content. Yeah, I think I think World of Warcraft makes more cuz in 2017 they had already grossed 9.23 billion. Yeah, that's So they one must year. have made more than Crossfire yeah. at this point. I mean, hopefully. I don't I would know, think but so, yeah. geez. It's yeah. crazy. Well, yeah, that is. Uh yeah, I mean, uh and I I had I know we discussed it, but, uh, you know, the PlayStation 5 is using the Unreal Engine. Uh, so with Epic uh, being the, the the tech company behind Unreal, the Unreal Engine, you know, this is just kind of close uh, making that or tightening that, that uh, partnership between these two tech companies. So something to watch, something to keep your eyes on. So that is the news and brings us to our main topic, which is... Different genres. Quick fire and how game tactics. Yeah. yeah, quick fire game tactics. So we are going to list uh, the the major genres, and there, we'll probably miss some, I'm sure. But these are uh, game genres, and and more or less how we specifically go about attacking uh, each one of these. So you know, your the way that you approach playing a game depends really on the type of game that you're playing. Yeah, so basically we'll quickly, just top of our head, we haven't taken any notes, top of our head, right, you're in this game, you have, you know, you've just encountered a mini-boss, what is your strategy, right. what's your go-to for it, and any strategy is allowed. I'm just putting that out here right now, because I know I have some cheese ball strategies, so. <laughs> you want to make sure that that's already out there. 100%. So, uh, shall we just start at the top of the list with action games like your classic platformers? 
Right, okay, so action games like platformers. Now, I was looking at this, and this is this has a lot of different games. And, and unfortunately, a lot of games cross platforms, you know? So it's like you may have a, a game that is an action RPG, you know? And so there are other elements involved in a game. And so, you know, they're blurring the lines there. But, um, all right, so like an action game, an action platformer. Um I'm such a quick fire. You got I know I'm such a non thinker in, in games like that. So basically I just get it and go. I'm, I'm not even really looking at patterns. I just go. If this is like a a platformer like cuphead or, or super Mario brothers, I'm really going on instinct. I pretty much play those games on instinct. 100% of the time. Sometimes I don't even commit the patterns to memory. Right. I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing the insane thing of dying on the same thing multiple times and not learning a lesson. It's a true story, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So what about for you? me, I'm like the opposite. So I am the slowest platform player you will ever see in your life. Like you're supposed to just be going forward. I'm trying to back up. Like I'm trying to back up like as far as it'll let me go backwards so I can like go forward a little bit, see a bit of what's ahead, and then try to, like, prepare myself for it. <laughs> Especially if there are any holes. Like, because I've got to back up and take a running start. Like, because I can't, I can't make it just going straight forward. Like, I can't. I'll just fall right in the hole. So I'm the slowest, like, worst platform player you've ever seen. Like, I back up a lot. And you're not really supposed to do that. Like, as an example, I can't really play Sonic at all. Because it's too go for me really okay the way see, my brain works now yeah. sonic i'm not good at but it is one of those games where it's like i'm just going on instinct so i tend to get relatively lucky and stuff like that <laughs> if you want to call it that uh where i'm just no i'm just you know, it's it's it is akin to some of the strategies i'm looking at the subgenres of the action game um which is action adventure beat-em-ups fighting games uh platform games and shooters uh, so, uh, you've got, you've got all of those and I, and there's a through line in my haphazard play in all of these. So <laughs> fighting games, definitely yeah, just I would, push buttons. I would say, yeah, fighting games, smash buttons, find an unbreakable move and then just crack that unbreakable move the whole it. time. Raphael's B, 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 listen. I'll I'll with you with a rapier for five minutes. I don't care. Like <laughs> right, that's probably why everyone uh, used to for hate Honor playing me was so frustrating for you because you know you just can't spam a move. Now I've got to run and back up and then do it again. I got to recover. Yeah. What about what about shooters? Just straight up shooters. I was going to say so that. Like okay, your so shooters, doom. Yeah. Shooters for me, um, I am definitely the kind of. I'm the kind of person that would that would really like to be as far away from everybody as possible and shooting you with a, a a sniper rifle. But I'm so bad at really keeping up with my surroundings in shooters, especially third uh, first person shooters, that I am definitely going to get killed by somebody that creeps up behind me because I'm not really paying attention because it takes me so long to aim. Uh, and the fact that you got to keep moving. You that's that's something that I've never that's never really sunk in, and I know for a lot of people, you're constantly moving. It's such a frenetic pace. 
it's just not enjoyable to me. You've got to keep moving all the time in everything you're doing. You can't just sit still and set up shop and and be the sniper. You've got to even even if you do that, you fire once and now I've got to go to another location. So I'm terrible at that, but that's what I want to do. I am not good at the frenetic pace. So I'm going to sit up shop in a in a location where no one can get behind me or I've got a a good vantage point to shoot and will definitely be killed from behind. <laughs> That's quite funny. See, shooters, I'm either sniper or shotgun. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm a sniper, like it, it depend the most shooters I play obviously are things like Warzone. Um so like multiplayer shooters. And actually, if you're clever, you can snipe there are some game modes that are really prone to being successful for snipers and depending where you set up shop if you're clever about the costume that your character wears and where you're standing you may not be found at all the whole match and you can get eight kills no deaths something like that in like the 25 v 25 rumbles and stuff i'm very good in that sort of situation now if it if a lot of people are sneaking up on me, then I'll go inside a building and just shotgun anyone <laughs> I come across. Yes. And and I'm really obnoxious as well. There's lots of like shamalama ding dong. <laughs> like, you know, I'll say all sorts of I don't really trash talk people, but it's very much like America. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, like I get hyped. I get hyped. In fact, when I play Warzone, like, you know, after I finish recording this with you, it'll be like a little after 9 p.m. here. I'll go and play Warzone, but I've got to stop playing it at by like 11 p.m. at the latest, or I won't get right. to bed because I'll be so hyped. I'll be so amped up. Like the adrenaline will be. You're just marching around your your sleep. apartment, just talking trash. Yeah, I showed them garbage. Yeah, I'm not really a trash talker. It's just sort of like I, really I mean, my them. call sign in war in Warzone is literally the letter F and the word yeah, and then a big American oh, flag. So like, <laughs> you're that person. And yeah, I am that person. And I'm not even I'm not even that good. But it's even I will funnier say, because you're I'm, not that good. Yeah, I'm not that good, but I'm not that bad either. I would say, like, I'm a completely average player in every way. Like, you know, it, as long as you don't get the jump on me, like, I've got a good chance of taking you down. Like, I'm not I'm not a bad shot. I think, bizarrely enough, knowing how to actually use guns in real life does help Absolutely. a little bit. Because you, you know how they're supposed to work. And in a accurate shooter like Warzone that's trying to be realistic, that knowledge right. helps. Right, well... If you don't know how guns work, then it's also a way to learn uh, in those uh, that type of game. So get you an education. Right. You can learn things, real world things in games. So the next, we've talked yeah, about we've talked that. about that. That's a whole. That was a whole uh, episode, um, which probably could be revisited as well. Uh, the next genre we have here is action adventure, action adventure, which has its own subgenres as well. Uh, some of those are platform adventure, um, immersive sims. Uh, platform adventures are like Metroidvanias. Um, stealth games, survival horror, and stuff like that. So um. so I would say out of all of those, I see action-adventure, I would also throw in your things like Uncharted Absolutely. It's, it's, and it's, Last yeah. of Us. Legend of Zelda is even involved in that. 
I would say it's any game that has a story, like a really involved story, looting, like item stuff, but no player choice. Right. Or even if you do, yeah, yeah, no player choice. No, like, dialogue options and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would think that's what sort of separates it from role-playing games. So let's start with the, like, your Uncharted's, your Zeldas, and right. things like that. I would say in those sort of games... I tend to like. I would even throw call. Uh, I would even throw like um, Gears of War and Halo yeah, sort of into absolutely. that yeah. mix. I would say those games. I tend to do the barest required to get to the next bit of the story. So my tactic is find the glowy person or the thing I'm supposed to kill, get it, move on. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not um I'm not searching around for cog tags or anything yeah. like that. I'm going straight to the objective, I'm completing the objective and I'm moving forward because for me the most fun part about that game is experiencing the story they're trying to tell me, but I the extra busy work, the looking for stuff in those sort of games isn't fun for right. me. So my tactics would be you know, fi- find a place to crouch, find some cover, find out how many guys there are. If you have the ability to take them out with stealth, do it that way. And if you don't, shoot right. from cover. Like, just shoot from cover. <laughs> well, um, for everything from Gears of War, Silent Hill, uh, The Last of Us, these are games that are in this genre. And Ant Tomb Raider, uh, it has Grand Theft Auto listed in this uh, Uncharted. Every one of those games, I kind of play the same way. I, and I am the opposite of you. I actually take my time in every environment that I'm in. I go to every nook and cranny, kick over every rock. I'm looking for, but again, I say every rock. I'm not a completionist. So I go around and I and I do a pretty thorough job. I probably like much like I do in real life. Am I looking for something? Yes. Do I really need it? Probably. Am I going to look for it as hard as I possibly can for a very brief period of time? So it's like I am going to look, I'm going to, to search vigorously around in what I can see, uh, you know, much, much like maybe like a T-Rex or an apex predator. I'm just going to look in the areas that I can kind of see with my eyes. I'm not going to go everywhere necessarily, but I'm going to be pretty thorough. So I do miss things. Uh, you know, I'm probably getting 80% of the things that I could or 90% maybe at best. Um, you know, in, in the Arkham games, I wouldn't get every Joker or every Riddler trophy, but I would I would know where most of them are. I'm just like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to sit and do whatever puzzle right there for this, you know. Yeah, so. no, I would I would say in horror games, I'm even more straight oh, to no. the point. The, the 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 most the most recent one that I played that I could actually point out is probably Dying Light. And dying light, obviously, there are much scarier things that come right. out at night. In, until the game forced me to do a mission at night, I would sleep right. at night every time and only go out during the day. Why make it more scary on myself? <laughs> no, thank you. No, and I'm the same way. It's like I'm uh, it's just if, using The Last of Us as an example or Silent Hill. I would always be, if I heard the enemies, I would be as slow as possible dishonored i was going to be stealthy and and try to sneak around like all of these games i'm taking my time and trying to either avoid the conflict or find a way to dispatch everybody in a stealth manner that doesn't alert everybody to me because i'm not the kind of person that just charges in if i can help it 
Uh, I, I actually will try to flank them. I'll try to get them, uh, you know, to do stealth kills on everyone. So, uh, Nah, I'm running gun, shoot from cover, clear the room, nope. move on. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Complete opposite. Man, that's funny. All right. Well, the next genre is adventure games. One of my favorite. So how do you attack them? Now, what's the difference between adventure and action-adventure? Is that adventure but just boring? Yeah, well, yeah, I would say uh, that would be how you might uh, <laughs> describe these. So adventure games are more like um, your point-and-click games. Uh, you find the pieces, you combine them, and you... Uh, you know, mostly, I would say, gathering items, no, very story-driven, but puzzle-solving stuff. So you didn't like Monkey Island. That would be an adventure nah. game. No, Monkey Island is the literal worst game I've ever played. <laughs> that thing with the fish and what the fuck was going on there? No. No, I don't play I don't play adventure games like that. I, I would rather just play Dungeons & Dragons. Look, if you're going to not have any action, then let's talk. Right, right, right. You know, but let's actually talk. I don't want to solve puzzles. I'm yeah. not a monkey. No, I, I like them. I like uh, adventure games, and I think it's because... I like these games more than shooter games because shooter games are frenetic and these are slower thinking games. And so I would, even though, and this is, this is one of the big issues uh, with these games, um, is that there's not a lot of, uh, sometimes they don't make sense. It's like the, the answer to some of the riddles or the puzzles or the combination of items that you have to use. And, and this, is, this is how I play these games. So because I like adventure games, I know that you have to collect all of these items. And this is one of the things that has taught me in other games to search for as many things as possible. And so my experience in adventure games has taught me that you have to combine items a lot of times to make either better items or to find solutions to other problems, to other, other uh puzzles in the game and that helps in action adventure games where you've got to you've got to find the solution to this puzzle and it's something in your inventory that you have to combine with something else um that's something you learn in adventure yeah, games no, and so, i hate that uh, but would well, would you yeah. consider la noir a adventure game I would say it's definitely not role playing. It's it would not definitely a shooter. be an, an action adventure at best. Maybe an adventure game because there's a lot of. I mean, you do have to shoot people. You do have to do a little bit of action stuff, um, but uh, a lot of it is just you interpreting conversations, um, searching for clues. I would say it's probably much closer to an adventure game than anything else. By the way, breaking news, Fallout 76 has just been released on Game Pass. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Just now. Breaking news. We get more news. Bring you the news that you want. Maybe. It's funny. They just <laughs> sent me a notification. All right. So I think that's enough. I don't think we play. I think you play more adventure games than I do. I very, very rarely play that type of game. But if you would consider yeah. L.A. Noir or like Sherlock Holmes or something yes, like that, adventure. I like those yeah. sort of games. I like to think, but I don't like unrelated puzzles for puzzles' sake. I don't mind thinking though. No, and that's the worst trope in in adventure games is the puzzles. That's what I, I mean. I, I use this example, and this is one of the more famous examples in puzzle games for people who have played adventure games is in uh, Broken Sword, the 
the very first iteration, the first in the series, there's a, there's this puzzle with the goat that we talked about where, you know, you you don't know that you've oh, yeah. got to go reach for an object. Then the goat knocks you down. Then you've got to go back over to the object and move this this axle so that the goat can't get you when you try, you know. So n- that's not even a related puzzle. And there are other items that you have to combine. LucasArts made tons of these games. They were the best at it in the 90s. Uh, but, um, you know, there are, there are a lot of games in this genre. I, I enjoy uh, this particular genre of gaming, and so I definitely will continue to play these games. They're just, to me, these games are fun, um, but they that is one of the worst tropes about them. And something that you just do, or that I particular, in particular do in these games is, in any given puzzle, I will just start combining items even though I know that they don't necessarily go together because the answer very likely in this game is a combination of items that truly don't go together, which is what, probably one of the worst parts of the genre. But it is the way that I play these games. You kind of have to, you know. But lots of, lots of different, uh, lots of different subgenres, everything from walking simulators, narrative adventures, uh, the Telltale games actually are, are considered adventure games. So Okay, so regular RPGs, I play an RPG like you play an action-adventure game. If there's an option to be a ranged class, a healer class, a archer class, a stealth class, that's what I'm playing. Like, stealth is my preferred way to play an RPG because I'm usually going for completionists. I only really ever go for completionists in RPGs. So if I can be more stealthy, I I will do. And I've done completionists on Skyrim. I've done completionists on The Witcher. I've done completionists on, or near completionists on all of the Mass Effects. That's sort of how I tend to um, approach RPGs. So stealth if I can, ranged if I can't do stealth, and healer if I've got like a party and I'll send them forward like tanks. So like Dragon Age or whatever, I'd always play with Iron Bull in the party and just let him run in and do like live his best life and I was always just back there being being a mage right. and and being squishy. Um that's how I approach your Mass Effects, your Fallouts and things like that. What about you? Yeah, I would say um I'm not I'm not I think I actually handle role-playing games much much more along the lines of wanting the story as opposed to the the action adventure games where I want to be much more of a collector. I don't try to complete RPGs either. I'm definitely much more about this is my character and what my character would do, I guess. And so so the way I approach uh RPGs generally, especially the the single player, but maybe you have a party, um, I almost create the exact same character every single time in terms of like, I create someone who is, is me, essentially. So I create me in the game or my best self in the game. Um, the backstory tends to be very similar if, I, if the option is available for something like that. Um, and and I, I usually build up the stats in a very particular way. I try to almost always use charisma or whatever the version is in that particular RPG that allows for me to use dialogue options uh, as one of my skill, uh, one of my skills. So um, I almost always do that. So 
Same. Always persuade if it's possible. So, persuade. Yeah, that's definitely one of the persuade. major skills. And then from there, I'm usually, um, I'm usually, I guess in a way, I am uh, generally a caster. So uh, I usually fight from a distance, and uh, and I'll have at least one tank that can run in and uh, one one uh, Krogan or something that can go in and do all the the dirty work. And then me and one other caster usually do uh, the rest of the things from afar. So, yeah, same same for me as well. And uh, I think the only big deviation in strategy between the two of us might actually come with our approach to MMORPGs, because I know for a fact you're mostly a solo player. This is true. Yeah, mostly a solo player. Um, I I generally. Uh, I have I have my characters. I actually only heal when I'm in a group, but I do usually have some heal spec. Uh, but and I and I'm not much of a caster in those games. I'm I'm no, I'm normally something that is self-sufficient. So whatever class I pick, whatever uh, stats I'm I'm usually uh, putting together. I'm not necessarily a tank. I'm something that can, that's kind of a hybrid. So I usually play classes that can heal themselves. Uh, but also can attack close range if necessary, um, can handle, you know, a little bit of crowd control if, if necessary. And so uh, I typically, you know, in game that's a hunter or a, uh, in World of Warcraft, hunter or shaman for me, uh, especially shaman because I can also heal. And so I think I've got three different shaman characters <laughs> on uh, World of Warcraft. I also play a druid. Uh, which can do those things pretty easily, uh, can handle multiple. Um, but back to the to the 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 uh, action RPGs that we, you know that we I think you and I probably are most fond of in terms of uh, you know with Kotor or Mass Effect. Um, now, well, anyway, so I I think I think. Uh, I think we approach both of these games from a similar perspective in terms of how we build our characters. We definitely go in different directions when we are actually playing them, though. So in terms of MMOs and the others, uh, well, let's go back to MMOs. How is it that you handle that differently than I do? Well, MMOs, I would never enter a boss fight that I haven't researched, read tactics on, uh, watched Let's Plays on, probably practiced a couple times in beta with my team. I mean, I almost always play MMOs in a guild, at, usually as the guild leader, if not a senior officer, and I'm always a tank healer or critical buffs that I never play as DPS. I, I, it doesn't interest me. I need to have control in order to ensure that the like tactics happen. And so the easiest way to do that is to, to be a, a healer because you can wipe them immediately as a healer if they're not doing what they should do. Second is, is as a tank because you can just drop ag and let them wipe. So tank works too. Um, but I would say, and, and a big reason why I don't really play MMOs anymore is because MMOs are the place where I read tactic like it's the Bible. You know, like practice, 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 read tactics, read the combat laws, read the damage laws, like go through the, like afterwards, see where big spikes happen, see why people died, like, you know, 
really over analyze it. I mean, I had fraps on my computer. I was recording every single raid that we did. I was watching it over just like I was a professional coach of a sports team. Um, I think that's sort of where you and I would differ because you've always been more of a casual solo player, even though you're hardcore. Much, much more. Yeah. You're like a a hardcore fan. You're a long-term player. You played since vanilla, but like I was trying to be pro do you know like just really taking it to the extreme right no 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 i i completely get it and 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 they've done a a at least in world of warcraft i can't speak for the others but i know in world of warcraft they've done a good job of making everything accessible at least at the very basic level if you want to be the best of the best you still have to do all of those things but if i just want to see in-game content i can and I don't even really have to have watched anything anymore, you know, for the most part. Um, every now and then you will have to, especially if, if for a world boss or something, you'll need to know their tactics. Um, or you'll just keep wiping. You personally will wipe. Other people may not. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, and uh, so, I, so I used to, I, I think there's only been one expansion where I was really heavy into watching the, the boss fights and really knowing the tactics and stuff like that. Um, because as a healer, you need to know one set of rules and as a DPS, you need to know another set of rules. And so, um, I would do that, uh, when I was in guild and we would, we would go in as a guild. Um, but I think I learned really early on, especially with, uh, MMOs that if you just don't want to be that person that's getting called out, even if they don't say your name, they're like, God damn it, you know, you idiot. And that's what they will absolutely say. And you don't want to be that person because you're like, you're like that was that was me you know that sorry i just i like anexia wipe just came to the forefront of my mind like it's famous the anexia raid leader like his voice is just playing in my mind right now (laughs) run away little girl odd groups got left even groups got right (laughs) okay we're going to dps very very slowly and by slowly i mean fucking slow Oh, that guy's amazing. I, you know, I've literally listened to that guy, like, probably a hundred times, if not more. He was sort of my, like, inspiration. He's like my spirit animal. That's how I would lead raids. And I, I was good. So it worked, I guess. Yeah. No, it works. And you got to communicate clearly and, and have a plan. And that's that's part of what makes MMOs what they are. And, and not necessarily why I don't do those things anymore. I just... There's enough of the game I enjoy playing by myself, and it's too hard to keep a guild together. I've got too many other things in my life at this point that require my time that I can't commit to a a, a rating schedule, and so I've I'm I'm content with that. But I'm also probably getting close to the point where I'm not going to have time to really play Warcraft either. It much much longer, unfortunately, for me. But I mean, it's yeah, I think all games. Um, probably have their day and and then it passes and and we're getting we're approaching that day with world of warcraft there's just a they're about to come out with another expansion and this you know i haven't bought it yet which is uncharacteristic of me i normally have pre-purchased and are enjoying all of the uh the the pre-purchasing uh perks that you get but uh but i haven't done it yet um you know role-playing games absolutely i will continue to play those games uh, as they come out. I mean, that's definitely a genre. It's probably my favorite genre, action role-playing games. Uh, 100%. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure yeah. book. It's my favorite kind of book. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you just have an agency, and I think we've talked about that in these games, that, that other games don't necessarily, they don't give you, uh, you know, not to say that, uh, those other games don't deliver a, a tremendous experience. As I said, the action-adventure games, uh, God of War, uh, you know, I, I, I play those games, uh, God of War, uh, Uncharted, Last of Us, I play those games very similarly and, and have, a, have, another, have, an, have affection for those as well, but they're definitely a different experience, and uh, RPGs have yeah, a special Yeah, but place. I think RPGs, especially MMORPGs and raids, they're easier to get good at than the other types of games because maybe maybe right. other types of games maybe except for platformers because I think platformers also have it's like a dance when you understand the tactics and you know what you're supposed to do you're just doing the dance you know like okay everybody kill this tentacle right. now everybody stand in the middle okay now everybody cluster together for you know hit him of whatever the hell it used to be for a holy healer yeah then you know like there was yeah. just a specific amount of things that you see okay get ready he's about to roll like blah blah like you used to just do those specific things and you could get good at doing those things you could get your timing shorter get your communication better whereas with a with things like a multiplayer shooter or something like that it's too random like it depends who right. you're coming up against or whatever there's there's nothing to learn besides hand-eye coordination and reflexes you know and and maybe strategy around like what gun to use when and what to maybe that but it's not something that you can practice as easily as something like a raid where that you can practice and practice and practice and because the same things are going to happen pretty much every time you can get good at the routine right right no and i think you you learn those things uh those skills in when you've played mmos for a long enough time that you'll start to recognize boss tactics and 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 certain and it's something that you do have to be thinking about you know if there's if there's an enemy that once they get to low health they they will flee and that means that you're going to have to chase them and if you if you're not a uh if you're not a range fighter well then you're going to have to actually be actively pursuing this person to hit them to get back in melee range or if you're fighting a boss and they may have there are really only certain tropes from a particular boss that kind of that that uh, although the combination of these tropes from different bosses can change or be recombined in different bosses you may have a you know a a circle that you got to get out of or a wave of fire that you've got to avoid or or whatever or like on a giant serpent or dragon you stay away from the tail and the mouth that's just you always stay on the side or something like that to make sure that you're you you don't get hit by a tail swipe and you're not getting watch the in fucking the cone tail. Of their <laughs> <laughs> you know and so if you if you understand a lot of these tropes for certain bosses you know you just kind of stay out of their cleave you get behind them and attack you do a lot of other things knowing knowing your role i think has a plays a big role in uh, no pun intended in in the mmorpgs uh, and similarly i think it kind of transfers over to rpgs if you know that you're squishy or the way that you make your character and put your talent points in uh to a certain thing then you uh, you know that that it may change a little bit in the way that you you play your game or what class you pick you you know if you're playing diablo or something like that um it, it can kind of affect uh the way that you play your game so 
fun. But yeah, I mean, I, I I pretty much go into each one of those. I only pick certain classes because they play the particular way I want to. I don't just play all the classes because that's fun to me. Um, you know, I have a particular way I want to play it, and and it's why I'm, I don't play a warrior, and I don't play necessarily. A, you know, I played the barbarian in Dar, uh, in uh, Diablo. But it's not my favorite. the 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 Crusader and the Barbarian aren't my favorite necessarily classes to play. I like the Demon Hunter. I like probably the, my favorite what, the class witch to play. Doctor, or whatever. Yeah, the Witch Doctor is fun too. I played the Witch. I doctor just couldn't too. stop yeah. singing yeah. the, the song. Doctor. Tell me what to do, and he said, "Ooh, he, ah, ah, bing, bang, well, well, bing, bang." I was online. People yeah. were like, "Please stop singing that," and I was like, "Never gonna happen." Because <laughs> <laughs> my screen name is F. Yeah. F. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, good. Well, we're going to have to split this topic into two, uh, and we'll finish this one up next time. Uh, we've still got a number of genres to go through, and I'll probably think of something I want to add to RPG next time anyway. So, But that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. If you like what you hear, head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. And rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next See time. See you later.